0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on another big European night for our Scottish clubs. Hearts host Rosenborg trailing from the first leg as Hibs take their lead over to face Luzerne. There will be no Celtic fans at Ibrox for the next derby and Celtic's new signing Gustav Lagerbielka wants to model himself on former Hoops favourite Mark Wilson. Just kidding, it's Virgil van Dijk But Mark is here <laughs> alongside Gordon Dale Let's start, you've burst my bubble there Instantly Gordon But a huge night again uh, in Scottish football Rangers getting the job done on Tuesday evening And it's now over to Hearts and Hibs Both games finally in the balance Hearts have got to fancy their chances Where Wee Johnson might just think he's got a lot of work to do It's going to be a difficult night Hibs are leading and Hearts are yeah. losing Oh really? <laughs> ah, no, 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 sorry, I know, uh, yeah. I know yeah. But I think Hearts will fancy themselves at Tynecastle Where our Hibs, I think, wow. will be a tricky tie What a pessimistic outlook yeah. for the I you meant, I thought you meant the games had already kicked no, off no, 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 I've, no. I've got to say, I think Hibs uh, have got a big task I was for part and Saturday, watched them again That's twice I've watched them, two weeks And I've not been impressed, Gordon But obviously they're getting me a 3-1 lead um, Last week, about 7 8 o'clock, we were sitting here thinking that Hearts would probably potentially go out. They lost two early goals away from home with Rosenberg. But that man, Shanklin, got them back in the tie. And they've got to really capitalise on that tonight. A full house time castle. Looking forward to a couple of games and uh, looking forward to the... The calls about the tickets. 01419511025. Get your calls into us then. You can tweet as well as Gordon quite rightly says. That may be one of the topics for you tonight. Celtic have knocked back Rangers' offer of 708, to be precise, tickets for the upcoming game at Ibrooks. So no away fans at Ibrooks. Uh, and of course, that will then rumble on. It remains to be seen how that sorts itself out, if at all, for the next game. When Rangers come to Celtic Park Because by all accounts Rangers still intend to take up their allocation uh, In accordance with SPFL rules Celtic, it remains to be seen How they will handle that one So on and on we go On that never ending topic But I know it does mean a lot to you fans out there So get in touch and let us know your thoughts On that um, I know a lot of people like to Go back and sort of bemoan the, the, the reasons that we, we got here, which is fine. Anyone get any potential solutions? Because it seems like we're further away than ever. That would be nice. Give us your ideas. 0141-951-1025. Hearts and Hibs fans, would love to hear from you. In particular, Hearts fans, it might be a bit easier because you're at home. Maybe you're heading along to the game tonight. Maybe you're settling down to watch it. Mark Wilson's got you with more chance of going through than Hibs somehow. Mark my words. We'll see at the end of play. I'm with you, mate. I'm with them. Yeah. I hear you back me up when Gordon. No, I like to chuckle. <laughs> I like the chuckle. I like you get something wrong, but I'm with you tonight. I think Hearts will, will win at a ten cast. I think Hibs will struggle. Okay, well, get your thoughts in there. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Gustav Lagerbielka. This time last night, the news broke that he had completed his move to Celtic. So Celtic fans, you're going to hear from him. You can react off the back of that if you like what you're hearing. Maybe you've had time to do a bit more research. Maybe you've had more time to think about how he fits in and what's next. What else needs done to that squad? If Is that the defence sorted? Is there still more to be done there? Is there something else you'd like to see? Do let us know. 
01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Are you both okay? You, you're, we're five minutes in. <laughs> it's seven and You're dropping yeah. things. I, I can hear you knocking things over. What was that? I, 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 I thought it was his phone. It was my bottle of water. Was it? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you had those panic in there. We're like, no, I better say, well, I was convinced it was his very phone. very twitchy tonight, no? Yeah, he keeps. Well, we're very close. I know, but don't been this close to him almost touching his hairy arms. Look at that. Watch my muscles don't hurt you. <laughs> He's still at <laughs> the gym for all those it. listening on the radio. Uh, luckily, yeah. the, luckily the calls are coming in, which can take us away from that. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. The two big games tonight: the signing of Lager Bielka. Anything else out there? Derek McInnes has been speaking today. Still feels a bit aggrieved at a penalty decision against Celtic last season in the cup. So he's hoping that things go more in his favour when the sides meet in the League Cup this weekend. That is, of course, via play cup time. So a break already for the Scottish Premiership. It feels like we're just getting going. Um, but yeah, get all your thoughts into us, please, on that usual number. Right, so that's story today. And I feel like this is one of those topics that we could do a five-hour phone-in on and go round and round in circles on it because we've done it before and we will do it again but it is new, it is fresh, so let's let's get stuck in. I did say when, I, when we came back after the summer, I didn't feel like we'd truly be back until we argued about something like a ticket allocation. You know the real staples of the Scottish football debate mm. that keep the us pettiness. going yeah. uh, year after year. So let's do it. I'm not sure we can... Um, we'll, uh, we, we will, I think we'll get round in circles quite quickly on it, but let's do it nevertheless. Celtic have rejected a ticket offer from Rangers for the upcoming clash at Ibrooks. Uh, the reports are that the Parkhead side were offered 708 tickets for the game on September the 3rd usual you know over in the, the kind of corner between the Broomlone Road and the Sandy Jardin stands however Celtic have knocked that back so there'll be no travelling fans Rangers say that they were seeking extra security measures for the game liaising with Police Scotland after security fears from, from previous uh, meetings um, but that wasn't enough to change the mind of Celtic they've stood firm uh, but then the next twist, the next argument that you're about, about to have, uh, Rangers will still demand that they're offered the same allocation for the next fixture at Celtic Park under SPFL laws. So are we actually in a scenario where there will be no away fans at Ibrooks, but there will be away fans at Celtic Park? Or are Celtic going to dig in there and, and go against that rule? It's, well, I, We've been I, I think kind of been here before, but it's it's not yeah, clearing itself up. Any. I think it's only fair that Celtic have been offered these tickets. They didn't take them. They have safety concerns, and they're quite right to air that those concerns. And it's up to them whether they want to take them or not. They've decided not to take them. It's only fair that Rangers get offered a similar allocation. It's then over to Rangers if they have the safety concerns or they're quite fine where their away support will be seated. And if they're happy with that, then there should be 708 Rangers fans at Celtic Park. If Celtic don't want to take their allocation, then that's fine. You've, this has rumbled on for a while now. And I said, a lot of it's came through the fans. Celtic you, you see agree to that, though? Sorry? Celtic happy with that, do you think? So how, 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 can they, how can they not be? They've been offered, they, it's their gift to, they, well... They've rejected it. Back. Yeah, they've rejected it. So it's only fair that they offer Rangers the exact same arrangement. Now, if Rangers say that they're happy, they think their supporters are safe, then there will be Rangers fans inside Celtic Park. But Celtic are right to air their concerns because we've seen in previous games, you know, some of the incidents that have taken place um, where the, the fans have been seated in that corner. 
And I think they've taken a lot of their advice from the actual fans. I think when you look in social media, there's a, a huge volume of Celtic fans that have encouraged Celtic to reject his tickets and they'd be quite happy in doing so. So I think it, they're fine. I don't think we're ever going to get back to a fair system until mm. again we've discussed that we're back to our allocation pre, uh, when was that, pre-2019 or 2020 or whenever that was where it was 8,000 Celtic fans and similar Celtic Park with Rangers fans. Um, but that takes a lot of planning because of the season tickets that go out. Rangers fans are obviously got their season tickets for that stand and Celtic fans vice versa. So there's been an offer there. Celtic's rejected that. I think it's only fair that they, they put the same offer to Rangers. I think the one bit that you'll never get away from, Gordon, it doesn't make any difference now really because it, it's gone way beyond this. I think for us, certainly, and for a lot of fans on both sides, it just feels like a, it just feels like a shame all round that what was once brilliant about the spectacle has gone not everyone feels that way mm. but I think that's sort of how the, the neutrals if you like or the outsiders and you know, the, the, the product and TV and all that sort of stuff are, are those days just completely gone do we need to forget that yeah I think we do uh, I'm one of those that uh, I'm sad of that Gordon you guys who played in it always well, say that well, don't I, you I gr- I, I'm a bit older than Mark just a bit I grew up with that um, fixture um, when you go to Celtic Park and I was very fortunate I played as a young player there at Celtic Park when the it was called the Rangers end was full and Celtic had the rest of the stadium. But come to Ibrox, it was one end and that's when Mark uh, would recognise that. Celtic had one end of the, the stadium. Rangers had the, the, the other three stands. It made for the atmosphere. The Rangers-Celtic game, Celtic-Rangers game were always built in atmosphere, but I think that that's gone as in the Mount supporters. Yeah. Well, let's not steal Kenny's thunder because Kenny's in Rutherglen. I've got a funny feeling he's on on a, a similar theme. Kenny, is that fair? Evening, gents. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. And yourselves? Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. So what, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I just feel like um, it's a bit, a, a bit of nonsense because... Um, the Celtic Rangers games are probably the biggest games in Scotland and maybe no Scotland but Europe and uh, no seeing the atmosphere and no feeling it it doesn't feel right to me um, I know everyone's got their opinions but I just feel I should go back to the 8,000 8, Celtic fans that Ibrox behind the Bruin goal and the same for Celtic Park because with, with, eight, with the two sets of fans and it's a better atmosphere mm, The problem uh, is Kenny how, how do we ever get back to that so obviously Rangers, you know, made it pretty clear they've sold season tickets for that area. That you know, there's there's the demand there. Those people are now in their seats. You can't presumably, you know, just suddenly now move them for Celtic fans to sit there when those fixtures come around. So I think loads of people will feel the way you do about it. But in act, in, in practice, how, how do we do that? What, what's the solution now? How do you get there? Well. Well, we've done will be the same for Celtic fans who's bought seats in the Lisbon Lions fans where the Rangers fans would sit. If 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 they're saying that, then would that not be the same mm. for the Celtic oh, fans who's it's, bought it's seats? It's got to be fans. two years at least prior planning. You know, you've got to give those supporters who have purchased now purchased their season tickets and been promised that we are looking after you now. Rangers have said we are looking after our own fan base. Celtic have said the same. We want more of your crowd in there. There's a season ticket for you, and they've bought this up. And now, all these fans have waited in season ticket queues for a, a long, long time. If you're reversing the decision, you've got to give them adequate time to put things in their mind. Now, bear in mind, they'll only be missing. Two games, they'll still get their season ticket 
in that seat. They are missing the two biggest yeah. games, and there's they've got to make peace with that. It was acceptable before, so I don't see how it's that far a stretch for it to be acceptable if you give them enough prior planning. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with Kenny on the phone. I find it sad because I think it's their biggest game. It's a showpiece game. It's showed all around the world, Gordon. It's a fantastic game to be a part of and I think the atmosphere makes that. I totally understand that clubs nowadays look after their own supporters. Even if you go, you know, we've had the argument before with Motherwell or Kilmarnock not selling out another stand to Rangers or Celtic because they're more interested in the season ticket holders that come every second week to support their team at home. And I can take that on board. But if you flip the coin over, I think Hearts this season have still kept uh, allocation for Hibs because it's a derby and they want to keep that atmosphere. So I can understand that side of it. But going back to the first point, if Celtic have been made the offer from Rangers about the tickets, it was only fair that Celtic must make that offer back to Rangers. And it's up to mm. them whether they accept that or not. Yeah, I mean, I think as things stand, Rangers expect the offer and expect to take it. Yeah, that's, from, that's for, fair for enough. The next game. I think, I, like, I think then overall, you know, like, it's, almost, it's very hard to... <laughs> it's hard to separate yourself from the two sides of this are everything in, in Scottish football sort of comes around these two sides from a distance if you zoom out you've then just got that weird situation where the outcome is away fans at one game and not away fans at the next which just, just feels weird in the, the sort of balance of a season but I mm-hmm. guess in the individual circumstance of each fixture is that, is that the way it's just going to be? I think so listen as long as they were both offered the same then it is Celtic's um responsibility to either take that or pass it up and they've passed it up so they can have no complaints when it comes round there can be no argument about we didn't have any fans in the ground and we're up against 50,000 Rangers supporters people will argue well what difference does 700 make that's a conversation we've had before some people say that does make a difference because you know you, you can visually see your fan base there, you're representing them, even if it is 700 or 8,000, and others think it may galvanise you or go against you. There's arguments for both sides, but Celtic's been given a choice and they've rejected it. And I was going to say, Kenny's point, uh, it was the biggest game in the UK, and he said uh, maybe the biggest game in Europe, but we're getting further and further away from that because look, the, the product on the pitch, you know, let's be honest, isn't comparable to the top leagues in Europe now you know the players we can attract here for this fixture you know the passion the colour the pace of the game um, the rivalry in the ground on the day was what makes this fixture so special you take away a big part of that then we're diluting it even further yeah then you, you go into the sort of I'm talking about the football bit here because I know that clubs have got the reasons for doing whatever but you get to that it was almost like a the kind of how would you describe it like the the freak show element of last year. Like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen if mm, someone scores, scores and it's silent. And we've not had it yet. So the, the last two games of last season, the home side won the game, obviously. You know, Celtic yeah. won at Celtic Park. Rangers won at Ibrox. And there's that sort of mo- morbid intrigue of like, oh, I wonder what will happen when the away team wins with no away fans. But it's just... But people... But yeah. Matt touches on a great point. People do tune in all over the world for the atmosphere of that game. There's no doubt about it. Whether it's a good atmosphere, bad atmosphere, you can argue all day long. But 
it was the fact of growing up Celtic and Rangers and getting into that stadium and hearing the noise from both sets of supporters as a player standing in that tunnel and Mark's been there many times it was an incredible mm. feeling Gordon that's been taken away and I do agree with Mark a little bit in the sense that the product in the park isn't you know that great that, that so like what, what is your selling point that's your unique selling yeah. point was the colour the passion what you're watching yes that brought the best out in the players and it maybe took them mm. up a notch that made the game more interesting I think when you're entrenched on one side though you may, some people still won't feel that we'll find out on the phones as an example so the was it the February game you know the big one that kind of turned mm. the tide Ra yeah. uh, Celtic hammered Rangers at Celtic yeah. Park the three that one anyway, oh, the first one three um, now yeah and there was no Rangers fans. Celtic fans wouldn't have complained about a bad atmosphere that night. Of course not. No. Uh, apparently that night in particular, it was electric. I totally get that argument. You could also make it. No, would it have been better if there was a, a section of Rangers fans in there yeah. to, to every goal that went in? It makes it that wee bit better. Let's ask Alan, who's a Rangers fan. Kenny gave us a Celtic take. Alan, what's your thoughts on it? Good evening, panel. Uh, I actually phoned you about three weeks ago when it reared its head, and I was just saying to your producer there, there is no answer now. Uh, and that was my point about three weeks ago. Rangers have now got that many season ticket holders with 14,000 in the waiting list. Where in the past, I think you were given a cheaper seat in the Broomland Road mm -hmm. and you got one Celtic ga game because they moved you about. There is nowhere to put these fans now. So these people in the Broomland Road have got their season tickets. So there's no answer. It's 700 or nil. That's it. This will never change because these people are paying money up front, good money, so where do you put them? Are you going to try and sell a season ticket without Rangers Celtic games? You're not going to sell it. So, but that, uh, no, I, I, I disagree with that. You are going to sell it. You sold it before. For years before, you did sell it without two Celtic games in there. May have sell, sold it for um, a cut price than what you would sell a premium. But Rangers fans still bought it. They still bought that ticket because they were going to see Rangers play everybody else in the league. Is it once it's gone? It's once it's gone there, getting it back. But that's mm. what I, I, I was saying. That you can't just you can't just say. By the way, next year we're reverting back, and then you've left your fans in the lurch a bit. You have got. It may take but a couple of years. More, no, but there's still more season ticket holders now, though. I would imagine that's yeah. why. So it's where they go. So Chris sent a tweet in to say, "I've got a ticket in the Broomlone rear. Previously, we were moved to another section." For old firm games I'd happily move If my seat elsewhere Was guaranteed But it now can't be Due to the number Of season ticket holders is So, it, so it, would Tino Would Tino Renew his season ticket Without two games Without two games any, Not getting any So Alan's saying you, So he, he says Is a compromise Similar to what happens In Europe 2,500 tickets For away fans with, with the same security measures That are in place For high risk European teams Yeah I, I agree with the caller I don't think we're going back to As much as I would love to Obviously, you listen to Alan talking about the waiting list, 14,000. I agree with Mark. I think that even if you did decide in two years' time, look, we're going to have these season tickets, but you're not getting to I still think fans will buy tickets, right? I really do, but I don't think it's fair now. I think we're going to buy that. I think it's a case of it's a 708 or nothing. I think that is what's going to happen further down the line. I don't think we're ever going to go back to that. Um, allocation where Celtic get the broom alone stand and Rangers get you know 8,000 and, and, and where the old Rangers end used to be as I call it so I think we're at a stage now that clubs have either got to decide whether they're going to accept that 708 or it's got to be a full house of Celtic fans at Celtic Park and Rangers at Rangers so it would be interesting to know then 
is there a level of security measure that, that would satisfy Celtic for that? Is there ever a scenario where Celtic are going to accept 700? I, well, I think the problem is that corner that they're in. It, they still... I know there was talk about netting and so on, yeah. which I don't know if... I think it wasn't going to be ready for this So there's still but... Rangers fans above them in the Brumon and is that the Sandy Jardin stand, is mm-hmm. it? So there'd still be fans... That is a security concern. In this fixture, let's be honest, it is a security concern. If that was widened, widened should I say, I suppose, perhaps, mm. but... Uh, Alan, I take it, will... How do you see it? Will, will Rangers accept their allocation? I assume there, there's no reason not to for the next one. I, I think Rangers if, will accept it. And yeah. I think uh, already, uh, Mr Bygrove's already come out and says we're taking an allocation. And uh, uh, um, listening to the panel there about the security... Celtic's had 700 fans in there before. I think it's just getting a bit uh, picky now. They're wanting a bigger allocation. It's not going to harm, so they're just they're just saying we're not taking anything. But I think Rangers won. They're quite right to take them. Thank you, Alan. 01419511025. Tell you what, this topic, even if it is a bit repetitive, it lights those phone lines up. We've been here before. We might find ourselves here again. Keep them coming. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It is a big night for Scottish clubs in Europe, and we will get to that. I would love to hear from you, Hearts and Hibs fans, because it is finally poised. Even although Hibs are leading and Hearts are trailing. These two think Hearts have got more chance of progressing. Sorry, Lee Johnson or any Hibs fans, if you are listening. There is the latest instalment. I think it's instalment number 457 on the old firm ticket allocation debate. It's raised its head again. So if you've got any thoughts on that, and by the looks of the phone lines, quite a few of you do, keep them coming on the usual number or on Twitter at ClydeSSB. Get your thoughts over to us. Jordan is just down the road in Clyde Bank. How's it going, Jordan? Uh, not bad, thanks very much You got Give me a solution, Jordan Don't come on and say I wish it was back to the old way Let's look forward uh, Well, my solution is hopefully A way to get it back to the old way Because I think that's when The derby was at its best Okay uh, Now, my sol- potential solution Would be that Obviously the biggest issue I feel is These seats are no longer available These 7,000 seats Have been given to season ticket holders mm-hmm. So uh, My solution would be That the 7,000 people that would have to be moved in order to accommodate the away fans would mm-hmm. be given first refusal on the on the away game so that everybody's still getting two games a season. Okay. I did ask for solutions. We're at the stage where I'll, I'll take any or any suggestion. Not any. That is a fantastic... Think so? Jordan, well done. Take a bow. Is it a bit... Thank you very much. <laughs> I, 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 like, I, like the, I like your creativity. I like you've offered. Yeah. I just wonder though, is it... Are you sort of putting two and two together and, and coming up with five fans don't just because you want a season ticket at your home ground doesn't mean you you want to go to the away game. I would, you know, when I was a I was lucky and I was young and when I used to go to Motherwell games, I'd go away and home and that was just part of it. But I, it's not linked the same for, for everyone. It, it, you know, you're what I mean? right. Fans have genuine safety concerns about going to an away ground, and especially in this fixture. Uh, listen, I remember yeah, but, when but, I was, but not not even not even to make it as serious as that. You know, I just I don't know if it equates itself. No, it doesn't. But I'm I'm just 
stating an example that when I was younger and I went to the, the home game Celtic Rangers game my dad would never take me to Ibrox and so if that got offered to someone in a similar vein say a Rangers fan maybe they wouldn't want to travel to Celtic Park so they're hard done by but or, or, or put the 7,000 in a ballot you get ballots for cup finals and, and big European games you know you go on a ballot and it's your luck I think that's what um, I think that's what Jordan's trying to avoid isn't it Jordan I know mm. ticket ballots for Glasgow's big two are um, fairly <laughs> difficult procedures well because I know not everybody would want to go to the away game some people some people prefer it so you could have people that would prefer to go to the away game you could opt in and then opt in that way so that not not have people aren't getting moved when they don't want don't want to be so everybody people that want to go to the away game are the ones that are going to the away game mm-hmm. see if it's even close to making sense I'll accept it tonight because like yeah. we said all this does every single time is sort of cast up the same discussion really about let's try and go back I bet we can't and that oh, we lose the colour and we lose the atmosphere and it does feel like we're, we're just never getting anywhere this one's maybe a bit different the thing that sets today's story apart is the fact that your Rangers are now expecting the same offer for Celtic Park they expect it to be offered they expect to take it in accordance with SPFL rules mm-hmm. and therefore you will have this uneven if you can call it that scenario where there are no Celtic fans at Ibrox but there will be Rangers fans at Celtic Park But that's what makes this one a bit different yeah it does but that's a decision rightly or wrongly that Celtic have decided to to do um, they feel um, for the safety of their supporters that they're, they're not happy with the security for Celtic supporters to go along there. So they've rejected the tickets and they're every right to do that. That's the, that's the, that's the you know, the, the decision of the club. Whereas Rangers are the opposite. Rangers feel that, you know, whether it's 708 fans or whatever it may be. Very specific as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, they feel that for the 708 fans, um, they should have the option to say, yeah, I want to go along to Celtic Park and support my team. So I, I don't see the problem in whether Celtic have rejected or Rangers are accepted. What I'm saying is that it's got to be the fact that Rangers have got the option to mm. accept or reject. Um, just out of curiosity, Jordan, what's your, what's your own personal circumstance here? Do you do you go? Are you a season ticket holder? Did you used to go? Are you just an interested I, spectator? I used, to, I used to have a season ticket holder. I used to be a season mm-hmm. ticket holder. I'm not anymore. I would just... I just... I just think it should go back to the way that it used to be and I would like in any way that that would be possible I think should be looked into Yeah, I think you can almost break it stakeholders they call it isn't it? different stakeholder every player I've ever heard from who's played in the fixture likes the maximum allocation yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah. if there's anyone yeah. out there who wants to correct that feel free um, you then I think most if there is such a thing, the, the neutrals, I think, again, would agree. And then in amongst the fan bases, now it feels like there's a bit of a split. So, you know, Jordan just wants it to go back. You can understand now, though, like, how, how do you make that happen? And some people actually don't don't want it at all. Like, you know, don't yeah. have any any desire to see it that way. Um, but I feel like that certainly the players all do. Certainly. That, the players, everyone I've spoken to, myself included, does. People have been there and experienced that atmosphere. Of course they want that back. Um, yeah, there is a split in the fans and the fans that don't want it, then that's who the hierarchy at both clubs are, are listening to. They're taking in the concerns of that group of supporters and and running with it. And, you know, it's going to be very difficult to change their mind because clubs are, clubs are of course, correct to, 
to have the best interest and the safety of their fans at heart. It's it, it, it's the most important thing at any football mm. club. Um, but they they also wanted market the game. Of course, that's what I was looking for. They also want to market this game, our game, in the best possible light. Mm. And Celtic and Rangers are the by far the biggest catch in Scotland. Kenny on first he described it as one of the biggest fixtures in Europe. And by the way, at its peak, it was with the colour and passion that came with and the players that visited this country. But we're a long way away from that now. Mm, I was going to bring in the Rangers side of things here. The colours just disappeared whilst Jordan was on. So we'll get another one uh, lined up imminently, I am sure. Don't know where he's gone, but thank you to Jordan. It's a solution. I'll tell you. I like that. That's the best tonight. We'll put him in the By hat. the way, yeah. see if that happens in the next couple of years. I hope Jordan gets yeah, some credit for that. Did you, yeah. did you see the way Jordan come on with his um, suggestion there and he's not even got a season ticket? So. I have used to. So he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's getting up 7,000 to the other ones. Send him to the East End. Well, no, get them at least it was an idea, eh? Absolutely. Rather than the nets, somebody came on was it a, a few weeks ago and put nets yeah. up. No, but I, ge- I think that is a genuine part of the discussion. I think I read that. I think I, I think read that, that should earlier. be thrown out. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, talking about the the actual occasion and how it looks visually. Imagine seeing visually, you know, nets up surrounding the away crowd at either ground. Mm. It, it would look ridiculous. I, I, it would actually be to the detriment of. Do you, know what, game, I think do you know what interests me? And I totally agree. I'm not arguing against Celtic's decision here, right? They've every right as a football club to make that decision. Um, but you just wonder that if they did decide the 708 fans that probably would die for a ticket to go along support Celtic eyebrows. 100%. Some yeah. of those fans that went and that, when that was the allocation, but some of them says it was the best away day that they've had because they felt so up against the odds. Yeah, but I totally I think, get uh, what happened after that. There was there was a few incidences then. So does every Celtic fan agree with the decision that the Celtic have made? And listen, I'm not knocking. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know. What you you know what I mean? Is is every fan sitting there thinking the club has made the right decision oh. for 708 supporters? I think as long as the official line is security concerns, then then they will. Oh. I, don't, I don't think it's ever going to be a case of look, we don't think this is safe. But if you want to crack on and see, have a laugh with it. Clubs need to sort of make that decision, don't they? Mm. Yeah, look, I'm not arguing against Celtic's decision. They've looked at the overall picture and decided to go. Mm. But and that's they're every right to do that. But I was just wondering, as a fan who's probably maybe fans that have been there in the past and thought, you know, let's ask Scott who's on the line. What do you think, Scott? Um, Good evening, guys. Uh, First and foremost, good luck to the two clubs in Europe tonight because I think. We could be down with both teams getting through. Well said. There's some good nights in Europe as well for us. Absolutely. I watched Tibbs last week and I thought they played really well in the second half. I don't know what they're doing in the league games, mind you, but they've done well in their <laughs> European side. Um, I'm disgusted with the way it's all went on. Um, I've done my season book for the best part of 35 years. So I've been to Ibrooks when it was for, what, half empty in the Rangers' end. I've sat in the Govan stand when Celtic were given tickets there. I've sat in the Broomland Road, the main stand, the enclosure. And it's slowly but over the years that the away allocation has been whittled down. 1993, Rangers decided to lock us out. I think you'll all remember that. It was either 93 or 94 when John Collins had scored. <clears throat> and yeah, that was David Murray back then. Who just, pardon my dog having a bat there. Um, that had Come on, Henrik, that. settle down. He's got to be ready to join in. Um, oh, <laughs> Henrik's not happy. He's, he's, he's only about the size of a hamster and all about making off noise. Um, <laughs> 
And David Murray decided that because there'd been some damage to Rangers Stadium, he decided to lock out the Celtic fans. Now, way back then, the SPFL or the SFA or whoever the governing body was should have made sure that there was a percentage put in, in place that the away club, the home club, must over the away offer the away fans or the away team. Right now, it's a gentleman's agreement, which is open to, as you well know, is open to widespread just carnage. And right now, what they've done is, in my opinion, is they've ruined one of the football's best ever derbies. It is ruined now. Um, Chelsea have been there, I think that's six times now. They've had two members of the staff hit with bottles. They've had Joe, Joe Hart and goal getting into a shattered goal mouth, uh, shattered bottle in the goal mouth. And they had a fan hit, I think it was their last game, or the game before that, possibly. Um, so, this is all Rangers doing. Celtic can still go back to 8,500 tickets. We've got, I think it's 8,500 uh, special season ticket holders that only get games, that don't get the Rangers games on their book. It's then offered to them, obviously because of the way it is just now, they're then offered to buy the tickets for their own seat. My dad's one of them, he's got a special season ticket holder. So, so I know that for a fact, but Celtic still have that in place. So we can go back to easily. The difference is Rangers can't because they've sold the seats. And see, before I just go off, can I just say one other thing? Mm-hmm. How come they could allocate 2,500 uh, seats to the Newcastle fans for a friendly game? Well, how come, how did was, that, that, was, that, was that on the season ticket? Would, the, would that have been on the season ticket, though? Is that not the issue? Immaterial, surely that's immaterial. You can, do it for a, you can do it for a friendly game, but you can't do it for a league game. No, but you're not, you're not comparing like for like. I mean, you're not, because you're not having to display season ticket holders. That's all I mean. Um, I don't know. Uh, Gordon, it's... Scott has a more in-depth knowledge of Celtic's current ticket setup than, than I do, which isn't surprising. That's mm-hmm. why it's great that we can get fans on because they know who's got what ticket and and, and for yeah. where. Um, Scott speaks as one you know who who just thinks it's been it's been basically ruined over the years. Yeah, um, look, Scott goes on to point the finger a lot mm-hmm. at um, Rangers. And well, the thing about some of these, like, think... the, the problem with this is like, and let me be abundantly clear, mm-hmm. of course. What happened to Joe Hart is completely unacceptable, but not entirely linked to the ticket allocation debate. Yeah, that, that's what I would say on that one. Yeah, I, I I agree with where Scott talks about what is taken away from the actual fixture, and Mark Mark touched on it earlier. Um, what makes that fixture, even if it's the standard on the pitch, isn't great, and sometimes it's not it's it's not great at all, um, is the fact of the atmosphere. It's the fans. Because everybody has said since day one that a ball was kicked was it's all about the fans. And the fans make that fixture. And that's why everybody was so interested in it. That's why it was worldwide. That's why it was one of the biggest derbies going about. There's no doubt in that. As a player, that was the one game growing up as a young kid if you supported Rangers or Celtic or you signed with Rangers or Celtic through the boys club or S form or whatever it may be you wanted to play in Gordon and it was because of the atmosphere especially and that's been taken mm. away I agree I think it has diminished the the, the, the fixture and it's a pity because that is our showpiece fixture quickly Scott because I'm very very late are you I think happy is the wrong word but if this is the way it's going to play out now no Celtic fans at Ibrox are you okay that in the next game there will be Rangers fans at Celtic Park should they just be offered the allocation and get to accept it no of course I'm not why should they how do you fix that bit though but how do you fix that bit they started all this they're the ones that took down Mm. the allocation Celtic have refused it because they don't feel that their, their supporters are safe and to be fair, their players haven't been safe either, have they? 
Or the, or the backroom staff mm. So how do they go about that? That's what I'm saying how do, you, how do you now fix that though? You know Because Celtic were And again I'm not saying Celtic were wrong To knock it back I don't want you to, to Misunderstand me on that But it was Celtic's Decision Celtic were It was their prerogative Will the same not just happen The next way around? It's not prerogative It's not about prerogative It's about safety That's why Celtic I've been, I've been in the 800 And I'll tell you something It's no nice place to be You've got Rangers fans Less than 15 yards away From you on one side Rangers fans less than 15 yards away from the other side And you're well open to missiles being thrown I was lucky in that game I don't think they've seen any missiles But then again Celtic won 2 nothing. So you don't so, so you don't think there will be Rangers fans at Celtic Park For the next game? No I, I, I can't say that Because I don't make the rules But if I was Celtic I wouldn't offer mm. that Rangers were good enough to do it in 1993 So you're not getting any tickets Well you can do the same Yeah I must admit I can't remember the exact I don't know if things have changed in the sort of 20 years. I think the SPFL rules sort of say that there needs to be an offer made. So I don't know. Watch this space. Anyway, we're very late for this. Oh, you're kidding me on. Oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The cash register. Clyde won. Yeah, it's a rollover on the cash register after the call went to five rings. So now it's your chance to win £25,000 tomorrow when we make the next call. Enter now by texting YES to 61025, Y-E-S to 61025. Do that right now and you'll get five entries for the price of one text entry. You like a bargain. Yeah. You like a bit of good value. I, eh? I can't enter. If you get the call from us after 3pm tomorrow, answer within five rings. Make sure you know the correct cash register amount. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. Online entries £2 or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate over 18s only and entries since Aston won on Wednesday have rolled over. All the rules for this Hits Radio Network Scotland competition are on our website. So for your chance to win £25,000, text YES to 61025. 0141 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are in the building. They're about to be joined, not in the building, but on the phones by Andy, who's a Rangers fan in Motherwell. Take it away, Andy. How are you doing, guys? Good, how are you? I'm alright, just having a laugh at some of the calls. Oh, I'm glad we've provided mm. some comic relief for you tonight, Andy. What in particular? Just, it's the age-old blame someone rather than just look at the whole incident. The whole, the whole nonsense about the tickets has been a farce since the get-go. I think Rangers were entitled to cut them down at the start. I, I think it's gone a bit too, too long now, I do believe... Maybe even the European allocation is the best way to go back to. But it's not just about safety. The safety fears kind of it makes me laugh more to do with the fact that it's it's both ways. I've been to Parkhead away games, been stuff thrown at me and stuff like that. But I, I don't really complain about. It. I don't. I just go on makes it's part and parcel going to games sometimes. But the the saying that they're not safe. Every other away fan that comes to Ibrox you don't seem to have an issue with. So it's strange that it's just it's just them. But anyway. A couple of things, all right. Firstly, um part and parcel of going should it be though? And again, both ways if you like, I, I think most people listen, it's impossible for us to constantly you know, when someone accuses one set of fans of something and then you balance that up by pointing out oh, this set of fans also do think, you know, it's it's very difficult. Yes, you're you're right. There are people who misbehave in, in all sorts of fan bases. Should it be part and parcel of going to a game That nonsense No I can't stand it I can't stand that I can't stand 
certain things to get done in yeah. stadiums. Unfortunately, you're never going to eradicate it all. It's been there mm. since I've been going to Rangers or Celtic or Motherwell, wherever I've been. I've been in Motherwell End and, and heard a lot of bad stuff, but it's something that I don't think you'll ever eradicate fully. But I, I believe a lot of the issue with the tickets is more to do with where you're sat. Have you ever been in Parkhead's away uh, seats? Yeah. They're horrible. A lot of them behind stanchions. They're not, it's not the greatest of stadiums to be sitting in that section. We then give them right behind the goals, unrestricted views. Why not do it the other way about? Why not do it where we get right behind the goals as well at Parkhead? I've seen I've seen that argument mark as well. Um I've seen some Rangers fans pointing out they don't like I mean, to be fair, the old allocation let me get it. So if we're talking the seven thousand, not everyone is in the corner, surely Andy, for seven thousand. You know, it must it, it comes it comes round to It comes round yeah. a bit a bit, but it's not it's you're you're no further than eighteen yards as far as I can remember. It's about a third there. over, third round. A third round, around. yeah. Yeah. Listen, that that's a legitimate probably Argument concern for Rangers fans that they get the corner. Yeah. I do want, and again, I, I don't, I don't have the, the same sort of horse in the race, so to speak. I don't. Is, is that something that's been sort of added retrospectively? Is, I, that, is I, that actually a reason for no, it? Or is I, that I don't think a, a it's a reason. Concern? Yeah, I think people are just adding that on, and it, it may be a legitimate concern for some Rangers fans who have been there and experienced that. But no, Andy, Andy, you opened up there saying that Rangers had every right to cut the allocation, and you says then it's it's went a bit. It's, Got kind of a joke now. It's went too far, but it was Rangers that cut the allocation at the start, and and they're still back in talks trying to sort it out. That's the whole point of this today. And I'm not saying it, it'll go straight back to. I, I don't believe it should go back to the full stand, especially if we're still in the corner. But there is a, a way dealing with, it and it could be going up to the the away allocation of the European teams, and that's maybe been spoke about. We don't really know what's happening in, in the background, but it's it's easy to turn around and throw. Stones Rangers say, "Oh, they started this." It's, well, they started it for a reason. It was it was becoming a joke the way Celtic were brushing Rangers aside, trying to get as uh, banned from all sorts. Just I just feel as if there was a lot of stuff in the background that was quite nasty coming from that side as well, and that's why Rangers decided, "Well, we'll just cut the allocation." It was just a, a kind of a, a reason to have a go at Celtic, but. That's again. That's done. It doesn't matter what it was that started it. It's trying to get it fixed. The problem in get it fixed is well, if the the only solution at the moment is the eight hundred corner seats. They've still been offered them. So Rangers are within every right to then take the eight hundred. As as much as it's not going to make much a difference and it's it's no great seats, they're still within the right to take them. So the last call saying that or oh, they shouldn't be getting them. It, it's part of the rules of the, mm. the SPFL, as far as I'm led to believe. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty boring, uh, wordy explanation, but I'll, I'll give you it for the for the sake of accuracy. Um, is it is it rule I-27 or something? Yes, the SPFL I, was? certainly is. I'm you, glad you, you brought that you know, up. You know it off the heart, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, rule twenty-seven. Yeah, uh, the home club State. must make the home club must make provision for the admission of such reasonable number of visiting supporters at every home league match. As may be agreed in advance with the visiting club in the event of their being unable to agree such number, not later than fourteen days prior to the date of the league match, the number of visiting supporters allowed shall be determined by the board to make the decision. That shall be final and binding. Where I agree with Andy, uh, look, you can argue all day long. Rangers started the. the seating at Celtic Park's not acceptable to some Rangers fans, whatever. 
that's in the past. It's, it's got to be a way forward to try... Give me, pro give me solutions, not problems. problems. Yeah, exactly. I was coming to that. Um, I just feel that you've got to look forward now and you've got to get the two teams together or the He's two boards. Well no, no, no. Um, to the quotes I last year because if ever there was a time to bring the two clubs together, yeah, this the, is the, it. The, the quotes are in, still in the book in the house. I just feel that we've got to look forward and try and get a solution to bring this game back to what it really is. It's our, it's our showpiece. showpiece fixture, Gordon, and we've got to look after it. Final word of the hour to Hugh Keevans has <laughs> just sent me a message and says, thoroughly depressing. I don't know if he's talking about his own demeanour or, or your, your t-shirt tonight <laughs> on the shuggy tickets. Gaffer. Andy, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much to Andy. It's that time of the night. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, come on. A, a bit of light relief amidst the ticket allocation debate for Beat the Pundit. You'll al allow us two minutes, won't you? It's your chance to come on and take on these two who have been in rank rotten form oh, this no, it's season. It's not happened for us. You it's lost on Tuesday. Aye, You've lost pressure. twice this season already. About Three, one one. Two. He's no one one. He's a hundred percent record. Really, really bad. Please phone in. Hundred percent record. Pick the phone up. Dial the number oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. That was quite good. <laughs> I that was am, good. I am redundant. <laughs> Calls before seven. Beat the pundits next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here. It's 01419511025. If you're just joining us, I've got two words to sum up the first hour of the show. Ticket allocation. And you'll know exactly what we mean. It's that debate that we revisit every couple of weeks, but it has been taken on slightly today by the news that there will be no away fans at Ibrox for the next meeting. Uh, however, Rangers do still expect to be offered and will accept an allocation for Celtic Park in the next game. So, fun and games, uh, I think, on the phones tonight. 01419511025. Gustav Lagerbielka speaking for the first time. As a Celtic player, we're going to hear from him. Have you any thoughts on that? I've got this mad notion that we don't spend the full two hours on the ticket allocation. Okay, it's, just, it's just an idea, but you guys get to decide. And we've got, of course, Hibs and Hearts coming up in Europe very soon as well. Let's play this first, though. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, beat the pundit time and it is getting serious. The listeners have won a lot of matches so far this season, mm. but it's only it's mostly you two that are letting the side down. Not at all. You've lost three times between you this season. This week, you're the only person that's lost. I'm the only oh, person. Really? I'm okay. the only person. It's one Marvin between Bartley us. even won no, last Marv. night. The I duck. Marv won. The duck. He the won. Duck the, won. He the won duck. last night. Might get a duck last week, didn't he? Yeah, but he bounced back. He got a zero <laughs> last week. He's bounced back. Andy Halliday got an eight on Monday. Eight's well, a level that you aspire to. It's only eight five to the pundits this season. Oh, it's pretty close. Yeah. What a ball going out the door. Indeed, there is. It's all ours. Let's bring in Robert, who's in West Lothian. How's it going, Robert? I'm good. I'm good. Have you ever played before, Robert? I have um, about exactly this time last year right. Gordon gave a famous answer when I played him Oh, well, he's, he's had a few Which one are you? It was PSV Amsterdam <laughs> <laughs> No way Okay, Rob So you're the PSV You're the guy that put Gordon under so much pressure That he thought the team was PSV Amsterdam 
Aye, and then flicked it on a tiebreaker after it. So did you win that night? Yeah, I won that I night. Did, I, I just oh, went, ah, listen, we rab come on. That fully just shows beans, you though, how listen, I just assumed that you lost that night. No, 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 no. Somebody made him a mug. Yeah, you got a mug sent in, didn't you? A PSV Amsterdam mug sent in. On the back Gordon of it Gordon lost Just to clear that up He definitely lost <laughs> That night Oh he, you lost I lost Yes you did I've got a ball Oh right I oh, thought you said He flicked it in the tiebreaker yeah. But you flicked it Sorry sorry Good that's what I like Okay well no listen good tiebreaker, It might be a rematch It might be match. It might be Mark Wilson heads your, your number the, Well you got 100% defeat You want you Mark Tails okay. Gordon it's the rematch It's oh, PSV come on. Amsterdam Right Rab Up against Robert From West Lothian I enjoy Bush. watching you here Ooh. Get that camera zoomed in Nice and tight <laughs> And that beak Right Robert 30 seconds to <laughs> didn't Gordon even, Didn't even as, say good luck to him Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know the answer Okay No worries Right 30 seconds And your time starts now What football team's stadium Will you find on Dens Road? Um, Dundee Who is the current manager of Air? Pass. What two teams played in last year's League Cup final? Celtic and Rangers. Name any of the two scorers in the first leg of the Hibs Luzerne tie. Any of the three scorers, sorry. Uh, Martin Boyle. Uh, who have Partick Thistle been drawn against in the SPFL Trust Trophy this afternoon? Pass. What club did Celtic sign Gustav Lager Bielka from? Oh my god. Elsberg. Okay, Gordon DL, can you hear us? Can you hear us? I'm back. That was loud. That, that was loud. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the good. Eagles. What was it again? Or was it? Uh, hotel, wherever. Amsterdam. It was. Amsterdam. Yes. Welcome to the hotel. Hotel Amsterdam. Eindhoven. <laughs> Look at you can book out any time you want Come on, let's go for us Okay, 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. What football team's stadium would you find on Dens Road? Dundee. Who is the current manager of Air? Uh, I can't remember his name, Pat What two teams <laughs> played in last year's League Cup final? Uh, Rangers Celtic Name one of the scorers in the first leg of Hibs Luzerne uh, Deutsch Who have Partick Thistle been drawn against in the SPFL Pass. Trust Trophy this afternoon? What club did Celtic sign Gustav Lager Bielka from? Eifberg uh, I can't remember Eifberg or something, Borg Eifberg Eifberg Iceberg was that? No, I F E B O R G or something. Like that. Yeah, well, hold on. Spell that. Spell that again. No, no. I F I F B E R G. No, B O R G or something. B O R G. I okay. Uh, what was it? <laughs> That's me. Rabbit's got me. All Robert, over. what do you think? Have you done enough? I mean, I was as bad as Gordon there. They were both terrible. <laughs> uh, which football team stadium? Bullen, would you... How can I forget Lee Bullen? I've got friends. Lee Bullen. Oh, that's terrible. Dundee on Dens Road. Uh, Lee Bullen is the air manager. Oh, that's he, ridiculous. You just don't want to give him credit. Well, no, no. He spent all the last season <laughs> slotting them. I can only apologise if Lee's listening. That's ridiculous. That I just terrible uh, from yeah. you. Um, we've got <laughs> Rangers and Celtic in the League Cup final. Um, name any of the scorers from the first leg of Hibs Luzerne. You both had like educated guesses. You were both wrong. It was Venta, Newell, or Obita. Yeah. So not Dodge and not. Um, uh, well, good guess, Partick Thistle yep. have been drawn against 
Queen of the South, Marvin Bartley's side in the SPFL Trust I should have guessed that. That's that tough. Big, I think that's tough. No, Big John, stupid. You know, silly <laughs> questions. Um, what club did Celtic <laughs> sign stupid. Gustav Lagerbielka from? What is it? Is it, it is Elfsborg. Hey, there you go. You said Iceberg. Borg, Iceborg. Well, it's not Beyond ice. Borg. It's not ice. There is no. It's Elfsborg. Uh, Elfsborg, but ice and elves. Can you, I just you, say, listen, <laughs> this you, elves have an ice. Elves and ice. You've got to give me that. <laughs> Seriously, got to give me this that. Show has, this show has taken a, a turn, right? So uh, when did we rub get? He got Elfsborg. Oh, did he beat me? Yeah. So, well, produce, <laughs> producer John is obviously he's thrown his weight around for the new season. He says. That we've got to give him that. Yeah. No chance. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. Not a chance, John. <laughs> yes. No way. If I get beat up, you you be quiet now. John, bear in mind this is a guy that called you stupid. Name no, 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 seconds no. ago, John. No. What was your score? You didn't you, get you, that. You lost there. Too. It was John I Robert sp- perfectly said. I spelled it. You you said I F B O R G. What how did you spell it? E-L-F-S-P-O-R-G There I go, the B-O-R-G It's all about the B-O-R-G Ah, come on John, where's big producer John? Get him in here Do you know what, actually I've got bad news for you what? It's actually producer Chris that's made the call. You, you. Oh. He's trying to, he's trying to suck in with you because you always get from the stick. Uh, uh, <laughs> Lee Bullen, I can't be, believe we are beat me again. Could we play it? We'll try and get the clip back as a, a steward's inquiry. But ah. Mark, I, I'm not giving him that. Not a chance. Is he getting that? It was nowhere not near a it. chance. Uh, what did I say? No, I didn't say Berg. I would never say Berg. I would Borg. never say Bear Borg. When I asked you to spell it, you said to me I F B O R G. Did I did say that, so right? I, I got that sort of a wrong. But <laughs> I was a wee bit flustered at the time, yeah, I've noticed. got to say. Nope, sorry, well done, Robert. Your second ball is on its way to West Lothian. Well I done. Can he do that? Shut up, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. <laughs> you rab. Try and get the last twice. <laughs> twice. And he's, what was he even saying there? Ah, still there, Robert. <laughs> Super. Well done, Robert. Take care. Well right. done. Well done, Robert. Good man. I've, I've bored. Ah, God. I, listen, you're you're tearing the pundits down. Shut up. You, you need to take a break. Record. You need to take a break. I, I, I need you're to. You're looking stressed. <laughs> <laughs> this studio's killing me. <laughs> you it's like the on him. I think that is. It must be because you you had your moments last year, but. You were good for a win every now and then. I think it's the cameras getting to you. I think it, I think it is, yeah. I think the cameras have just done me. Mm, okay, right. Let's hear a bit from Celtic's new signing. Why don't you get in touch? Let from us know how you think. Iceberg. From Iceberg. <laughs> um, what you've made of him, what you've heard of him, how you think he's going to fit in, what the rest of the, the recruitment needs to look like. He has been speaking today. Uh, he was asked, obviously, about the, the history of successful Swedes at Celtic. He says it was part of the reason he was persuaded to make the move. A big move, a uh, perfect move, if I if I could say. Um, Scottish League being better than the Swedish League, but going from uh, one top-of-the-table team to, to another. Uh, so it feels it feels like a good step for me. Yeah, there was uh, interest from other clubs, but, you know, Celtic, yeah, with the... Good Swedish history, and and then when you think of Celtic, you think of the fans, and you think of of the stadium here and Champions League nights. Um, yeah, I was really inter- interested right away. Uh, it's a really really great club. And- 
Daniel Mustorovic Is that who he's on about? Him and uh, Freddie Lundberg I think Those two heroes There are no others that spring to mind I don't think so I don't think so Um, Look he's got a lot to live up to If he's uh, he's, um, highlighting some of those players Who have came from Sweden to Celtic And had remarkable careers Then he's got a lot to live up to But like his attributes and, and what he's done in the past Seem to fit the model of those players who've been successful in the past at Celtic, the the transfer fee um, seems run a bit right for the kind of business Celtic have been doing in the past with that sort of position. You look at Starfield, who's just went, I know he came for a wee bit more and left for a wee bit more, but still kind of in the same ballpark. It's a position that Celtic needed to address and they addressed it quickly. Brendan Rodgers obviously realised when he got in the door that Starfield was going out the door. And he had to pinpoint a player that was going to replace him. He's done it twice. Navrovsky came in pretty quickly. Now Lager Bielkis came mm. in to boost that and they needed it. Especially with Carter Vickers going off at the weekend. And who knows how long that's going to be for. Well, he also says he's excited to be following in the footsteps of his inspiration, Virgil van Dijk. I'll describe myself as a, a player that loves to win. That's everything for the team. I can handle both well, short and long range passes. Good in dueling in, in there and hopefully scores a few goals. I think Virgil uh, van Dijk has been here before. It's a huge inspiration. Also, how he's outside of the pitch and very, very professional and, and keen on getting better all the time. Uh, and on the pitch, of course, with his leadership and uh, um, dueling passes, also, he's, he's a really good player and extra fun with, with his Celtic uh, history, also. He's a great player for Celtic and did a lot of good things. Uh, so yeah, he's, a, he's an inspiration. Not a bad one to try and emulate, that's mm. for sure. Let's bring in Chester, who's a Celtic fan. Take it away, Chester. Hi, how you doing? Good, you? Hi, I'm brilliant. Good man. I'm just looking for a smart ma- ma- point of view and a new signing, bringing in. He wants to be going to foot right. Do you think? Do you think he could be playing the Premier League in a few years and get a few quid for him? Well, we've moved him on already. I, I know. Uh, not even not seen him ever much, Chester. But like, you've got to think that is the route that Celtic go down. It, it's a model for not just the player, but for Celtic. Celtic sent him was it three and a half million, Gordon, or run yeah, about that. About that, yeah. that is the model. He comes in. Celtic get hopefully the five years at him. If it is the five years, then it still takes him up to a, a, an age. It's <clears throat> people are going to take a a punt on down south. But if they get two or three good years out of him and he is excelling, particularly at the Champions League, then, of course, a, a Premier League club may come and get him. Virgil van Dijk's, I think, a bit unique in the respect that Celtic did great in the recruitment of him and they must have studied him. They gave him a platform. The player then excelled. The player then took it on, went to Southampton and excelled at the Premier League and became the best defender in the world. So, don't know if he's going to get to that level, but it's not a bad... Um, player to aim at and it shows he's got ambition he says there was other clubs in the mix but he chose to come here and playing in Europe playing in the Champions League is a huge factor I think we're a bit early to go down that road to well we need to establish get carried away mm-hmm. with it if and when he's going to be a first choice centre back yeah, for Celtic because yeah, ex- exactly would it be I can't I at the moment can't imagine any turn of events I mean, but apart from injury, obviously, that sees him replace Cameron Carter-Rickers. Mm-hmm. And Mike Navrotsky's just been brought yeah. in, as, in a very sort of similar mould with a couple of million quid thrown at it. Young, promising talent between the three of them for two I've, spots. I've got to up front here and say I don't know a lot about him or his ex-club. 
Um, Clearly. But he's obviously come in to a big club. I like the way he talks. I think he talks with confidence. I think he believes in his own ability, which is, for me, is great for a footballer. But as you said, before we start saying about down south, he needs to find that number one spot in the defence at Celtic because you're right, if Carter Vickers is in there fit, he's a certainty to play. He's a number one centre-half and then it's one one in beside him. But I, th- I like the... It was certainly what Mark said there. It was certainly a position Celtic had to address. They've addressed it. they brought in someone for the future and we need to let the lad settle into mm. Scottish football and Celtic and see where he goes from there. What do you think, Chester? Is he going to... How, how do you see that that sort of panning out? What's the first choice duo going to be? What have you made of Navrotsky early on? Well, I think I think they may be playing in Champions League. They could they could put it as a, like a three five two, with the freedom at the back with Taylor and Alistair Johnson wins back right wing back, Taylor left wing back, and you never know the freedom might be playing. It might not be to them. It's certainly a possibility, Mark. It's not something Maybe. Brendan Rodgers did a lot in his time at at Celtic. I did. I referenced it last week. He tried it in the new camp. Yeah. In, a, in a bid to shore up and it didn't really work mm-hmm. um, yeah absolutely mate of course you didn't you're, you're sacrificing somebody further up the pitch yeah um, well look the big downfall of Brendan Rodgers was when he went away in Europe and he played open expansive football and he got uh, stung by point. it not always went to the new Camp and <laughs> played that he played Kieran Tierney you're, you're playing and yeah. I think it was Izagiri and it was at Gamboa or Gamboa but they were playing against I think they give away the amount of wingers he's brought in he's not going to look occasionally Brendan Rodgers is a man for looking at opposition and he may play a 3-5-2 occasionally for me but the amount of wingers he brought in tells me that he's going to play a front three with a bit of pace and wide areas so that would probably mean a back four for me and you're right Gordon if he plays a 3-5-2 and plays Taylor and AJ down the right hand side he's having to sacrifice one of his most important players probably I don't, I don't think it's that that bad a shout I, I think who's, who's missing out well if you're playing, if you're, yeah one of the wingers if you're, what if, do you mean one in well you, you play someone you've got five at the back you've got five got at the back midfield you've got midfield you've got Keogh got front yeah Keogh got so front you're, so you're Maeda, missing, you're Maeda, Maeda could play you know, off Kyogo or it could be somewhere higher, vice versa. You you just don't know. You know, you don't know his level of thinking. I keep going back to this. Brendan Rogers is an elite manager. He would have studied what Celtic did last year, where they got their successes, but where their downfalls were. Their downfalls were their back four was just exposed. And was exposed it? against Or was it they didn't take their chances when they came? Well, they didn't take their chances, but well, at worst it should be nil nil. Probably the, a bigger were, factor, though, wasn't it? Oh, a huge factor. You get ripped apart. The midfield was isolated, and the back four was exposed. Against the better teams, you will get picked apart. So maybe he's saying, I, I, I don't know, but at least he's got the option. Willager, Bielkan, Navrotsky, and Carter Vickers. It looks like he's got three commanding centre halves there that could fill the role should he choose mm. to change. It's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out, isn't it? Because it's not the same, or it's not usually the same as, let's take um, take Leal Abada, right? So he wasn't mm. the first choice. He wasn't the first choice winger last year. But he plays an awful lot of football still because you play a lot of games and then within games you make those changes. But if it is four, if it is two in the heart of that defence, it's not something that you want to keep rotating generally, certainly not in-game and, and probably from match to match either. So... Is there a real competition on for between these three for for those two spots? It's got to be the games. I think with any any big club, particularly Celtic, 
there should be competition. There should be genuine competition. There should be competition for Alistair Johnson at right back and Greg Taylor. Um, is Ralston and Burnaby that? Not too sure. But you've certainly got that centre half now. Is there competition for Kyogo? Well, oh, I don't think there is. So I think that's an area that should be strengthened. And the midfield, of course, is competition. But at centre back, if it is going to be two, then it, mm. it leads to you giving your all. I'm not saying they don't give their all every day, but you're well aware if you drop below the standards in training midweek, you could lose your place at the weekend. So you think all three, Chester? You think that's a possibility? Is that just Champions League? We won't see that domestically, will we? Nah, we're not going to go away Kamarnock and Mullerwell and play five at the back. I just think just in case it could be like a Premier League team or whatever, Serie A team, Napoli, mm-hmm. I don't know. They could could just get the defence going. You need to win. That's how you, that's how you win the games. A wee point here and there could get us through. Do you know what I mean? To the next stage, you never know. You never know. Thank you very much to Chester. It's 01419511025. There is a full-time teaser and we're approaching kick-off for the Scottish teams in Europe tonight as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's a big night for Scottish clubs in Europe. Hibs and Hearts in action. Hearts at home to Rosenborg with a 2-1 deficit from the first leg. Hibs go to Luzerne with a 3-1 advantage. And yet, both of my learned colleagues here to my left think that Hearts have a bigger chance of progressing. I wonder if you agree or disagree with that. Before we go any further, we're going to make room for those games, but let me get this up and running. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Score winning wardrobes at their new trade counter at Colville's Road. Like that, do you? Look at that. Eh? Music for the full-time teaser. Oh, right? I love that. I knew that mate. would surprise you too. Thanks yeah. for listening last night, by the way. When we Ten to the fair. When I, we I, listen, I, I watch every night yeah. with my dinner, but I usually switch off when I'm I'm doing the dishes Run about this time Can I just keep Put us on your smart speaker yeah, Or your app But sometimes I like to do dishes In peace Is that like therapeutic yeah. for you aye, aye, aye. You're Fuck. usually in the bath as well Listening well, to I us Did you not hear the yeah, full time teaser yeah, last night um, My Google wasn't working Right okie doke uh, Well anyway Thanks to David and the Gorbals For sending this one It is a very simple question Very simple format With all the big transfers going on Who are the 10 biggest transfers out of Scotland uh, And by the way This is according to Transfer Market Because you <laughs> know there's, one's got to be wrong. There, there's always a bit of debate Alan Hutton Oh no actually He was 11 million He was Undisclosed ten, He was 10.8 All Hutton. that stuff So take this up With Transfer Market With the Who are the 10 biggest Transfer fees Out of Scotland According to Transfer Market Alan Hutton 9 million He keeps um, saying Alan Hutton So I hope it's on that list Patters, oh, Patterson Patterson yes Hutton no, not according to Transfer Market <laughs> Hutton went me. for more money than Patterson no, they didn't. 9 yeah, million did. Hutton went for 9 million Patterson went, went for 12, 12. Patterson. Okay. Okay. It's according to Transfer Market Tierney. So don't, don't waste my time Tierney. with your complaints Yes Tierney Take one more guess for now Dembele Yes, okay, we'll leave it there no more At the moment that is 3 out of your 10 So you're doing pretty well uh, thanks to David Nagorbles. It's fulltime at Clyde1.com if you want to send your questions in. Need <laughs> take Hutton off. And oh, please do. He's, <laughs> he's wrote Hutton. He's even though you've. It. Yeah, yeah. Hutton's off the list. You did a great tweet in there after your Beat the Pundit performance saying, Did the captain of the Titanic 
shout Elfsborg. <laughs> <laughs> when he oh, saw the iceberg I wonder if he was sitting there steering the ship and spit trying to spell it <sighs> we're in trouble you here are, boys right I think you'll do okay on that teaser so fulltime at clyde1.com if you want to send your questions in and please do right oh. let's start will we go home first hearts at home they are 2-1 down from the first leg but you've got them with a bigger chance of progressing than Hibs show me your thinking there um, hearts at home um, I think that goal from Shankland uh, Last weekend in Norway um, Really gave them an edge The Full house tonight Tynecastle will be rocking I think if they can get off to a good start um, I think they can turn that tie around um, I've watched Hibs in two league games No points They looked absolutely terrible at Fur Park at the weekend uh, I've seen them against St Myrna Easter Road The same they look disjointed for me. I watched the second half of that game last week and the opposition looked decent and created a right few chances. And I think if they can get an early goal against Hibs, I think it'll put them right under pressure. So I think Hibs will be the team tonight up under pressure. I would, I would have to agree with that. I, I mean, Hearts, they've got players that have played at this level before. Um who can score goals, does rightly touches on the the home factor is a big one. And plus Rosenberg, we touched on it last week, aren't the team that they once were. And I was listening to Andy Halliday, he was describing a, a bit of the game that Rosenberg, you know, liked to soak up pressure and hit the counter-attack. And they're very good at that, but Hearts had a lot of the ball. I think tonight Hearts will make better use of that. And with Shanklin, they've got a guy that can put the ball in the back of the net. For Hibs, pretty much like Daz. Hibs, you don't know what you're getting. At the minute Going forward I think they've got players That can cut most teams open But at the back Seeing some of the goals That they've conceded Is is comical So I think they're always likely yeah. To concede a few They'll need a few lines bit... Chasing them tonight Let me just say that well, look, We talk about the Tynecastle atmosphere a lot And it doesn't guarantee you anything But I just wonder Particularly on a night like this When you're 2-1 down what, what impact it, it can have. Clearly, you're hoping it's going to be an advantage. Is there a level of patience re- required, though? I mean, ultimately, if Hearts score one, win 1-0 one in the 90th minute and, and have to go on and do it an extra time, that, you know, then so be it. Is it sometimes... I'm not sure it's counterproductive as such, but, you know, is it? it's not always guaranteed to just, you know, be, OK, rock is Tynecastle when you go out and blitz it all from the start? No, I, th- I think that's why Shankland's goal was so important. If you get into that game 2-0... I think as time goes on, you start to hit a little bit of the panic button thinking we need to score two goals rather than one. So they don't need to leave their cell exposed at the back. They can play their way into the game. They can be patient. That one goal turns a full tie in its head if Hearts get it. And if they have to go to extra time, they've got the advantage of obviously playing at Tynecastle as well. So I think the goal over Norway was so important for Hearts. I would probably be thinking they'd be in trouble so if quickly, it was 2 give you the teams. Clark and goal. It's Atkinson, Kent, Rowles and Kingsley at the back. Devlin and young Aidan Denham giving the nod to play in midfield. Huge night. Oda, Boyce and Cochrane. And it's behind that man, Lawrence Shanklin. The whole host of subs. Our own Andy Halliday on there. Alex Lowry. Barry Mackay back, which will be pleasing. Tagawa, Forrest, Sibbett, Grant. Uh, Neuenhoff as well, the new signing. So, um, decent team for you, Mark. Of course, I think when you just look at the front, what for Hearts, you know, you've got Cochrane on that left-hand side, Oda, start of the season, well, Boyce in behind Shankland, or it may be vice versa, 
uh, at some points, goals in the side. Um, and I even think if Hearts, even if they concede first tonight, I think the fans going along have to understand, you know, how to, how to manage a two-legged tie. You're still in the game because of that Shanklin goal that Daz was talking about. You're still in that tie. You need two goals to reinforce it, of course, the extra time. So I think they're in a good place. Uh, they're in a, a good position. But you need to show the fans right through the off your intentions. The last thing you want to do is go and start being edgy and cagey and that brilliant atmosphere turns a bit sour quickly and the players then start getting a wee bit nervy off the back of what's coming through the terraces. You need to go and you know make your mark early in the game. I, I really do think they'll go through it tonight. Yeah, I, d- I don't know if I'd be confident if they lost the first goal. Uh, I know they're still at home and, you know, they've got players on that pitch that can score you goals, of course I have. Um, but I think that if your heart's your game plan is certainly you're the team that gets the first goal and puts opposition under a lot of pressure and then you can control the game from there because you still, even if it goes to extra time, you still fancy your chances with the extra time at home. Uh, but losing a goal, I think it, it just sends that little bit of nervousness around the, the stadium and I think that feeds on to players and sometimes you rush into things so for Hearts tonight I think getting off to a good start getting the first goal and then I think they can control the tie from there and they're certainly get players that can find the back in it Andy was saying the young boy Naipan in the Six, middle of the park 16 years old said he was head and shoulders above anybody in the pitch said not saying I'm looking forward to watching the second half when I go home tonight So on the recliner Recline, How important is you know, could Lauren Shanklin be? We spoke about it last week. You know, popping up with that goal. This was the week that Frankie McAvoy said they've not heard anything about this supposed Saudi interest. Everyone's just waiting for the Lawrence of Arabia headlines. I'm sure. Oh, um, God, you love that. But mm. the yeah, to have him in there and you know able to take those opportunities when they come around. Well, he's a he's a captain first and foremost. I was looking at the caption there. I, I agree with Mark a little bit. I don't know if Boyce will play and he'll play in that. Number 10, we've seen him play yeah, that. Yeah, that seems to be the yeah, way it'll be. Play, yeah. plays that role. Uh, he's a captain. He takes that responsibility and handles it very, very well. The one thing, he's improved his game so much since he's gone to Hearts. There's no doubt about that. He's link-up play, he's movement, he's a clever player. And the one thing he's got in his locker, which, you know, stands him above most players, is he's a terrific finisher. I would. I was surprised. Daz is right. He, there's so much more at his game since he went to ours. I was surprised that he took on that role. I just always saw Shankland as a, you know, off the shoulder number nine and behind penalty box striker, good finisher. But there's certainly a lot more at his game. I don't know if he's picked that up when he he went abroad and maybe developed his game a bit. Did I hear him say he got asked to play right wing back in one occasion when he was he was abroad in Belgium? In I think, Belgium, yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe he's just had to think his game in a different way. But it certainly helped Hearts. It certainly looks a lot better when Shankland drops into that hole. But the big thing is, when he links the play, he gets in the box and he can finish. So if a chance or two comes his way tonight, the Hearts fans will, will certainly be confident he can tuck it away. And we might stop going on about it eventually, but of course this is a you know European qualifier. UEFA will be watching, so it needs to be Frankie McAvoy mm. up front and centre. You better oh, be the one giving course, the instructions. Right. Yeah. Or wrists will be getting slapped. Look, the guys there, we've, we've touched on it, they're comfortable with the situation. 
Uh, hopefully the two of them are together tonight. They've picked the right team, they've picked the right tactics and they get the result for Hearts and obviously for the Scottish teams. Mm. Still bonkers. It's a bonkers situation. Is it though? It is. Or do we make more of it from no. the outside? Because that's what I don't we do. think it's that bad. Because think... Andy sat in that very chair and said... Doesn't, doesn't really make much matter. difference. Roger quite rightly said, "Oh, don't tell you for that um, that nothing's changed since last season." Who yeah. does your half-time team talk? Did you ask him? That's what I'm saying. It, it's tonight you have to you have to say that it's Frankie McAvoy. I think. No, but you have to say. But what, no, what, what did the wig say? They just said nothing's really changed from, from last season in terms of the players on the. <laughs> can't believe he said the wig and you just carried on like can you knew he was talking about. Well, Roger <laughs> Hannah's not got a wig, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Andy Come Getting on. slaughtered in here And he's on the bench uh, On the telly You kind of hear us Exactly uh, For the hair uh, It's place Great lad It's the best place for him Might come on tonight exactly. And just get a A, a, a powerful header The cushion <laughs> But last season Was it not Andy It was playing in the hole In the European games Did he not play a wee bit more advanced In, in the games at Tyne Castle mm-hmm. anyway Yeah Yeah he did actually yeah, yeah. Yeah. Didn't go that well right enough Did it <laughs> Nah, not as much game time this season, that's for sure. So, overall, you think Hearts are going to do it? I, I, think, I think Hearts so. could do it yeah. tonight, yeah. I'm a, a bit more worried. I hope that Hibs can hold on to that lead, but I'm a bit more worried about Hibs. In the 90 or the distance? I think I, I think, might go the distance for Hearts. No, I think I think they've got enough there in 90. Halliday in the penalty shootout, can you imagine? Mm, oh, Andy would score all day long. I'd you bet Andy. Him? Yeah, I, I think, think Andy's... Take penalties before you. Yeah, yeah, nice left foot. Calm, composed, good at beat the pundit. I'm <laughs> trying to get back in with him in case he <laughs> listens to the podcast. <laughs> Lovely guy. That will stand him in good stead. I'm sure he's beat the pundit record when he steps up to take the penalty. Yeah. Right. How are you doing in this teaser? We're oh, looking for loads. No, I, I might uh, loads. I might just go. I might just go rogue here and just just start applying my own rules. Um, so the question, thanks to David Nagorbel, it's not that I don't appreciate it, David. He says, who are the ten biggest transfers to move out of Scotland? And it is according to Transfer Market, yeah. which is a sort of widely known, obviously, database for transfers, right? But when you gave when you give me Hutton and you give me the likes of Craig Gordon, the guy that the guy that is number ten on this list, <laughs> Transfer Market may well say that it was worth more than Hutton and Craig Gordon. I just don't think it was. I've never heard of this transfer being referred to you as, as, Hutton and- as more than that, right? So We'll just we'll just fudge it completely, right? <laughs> yeah. No, this is the thing, it's not wrong. Listen to the question mark yeah, according yeah. to yeah. transfer yeah, yeah, market. Yeah, yeah. So it's Matt, not one in your list. It's Matt wrong. Wilson it's that's not wrong. Now we're working as a team and he's hiding like he's in a school. That's because you stole. No, I'm not going to steal it. I'll do Bassy. I'm just what I'm saying to you is, right, the guy that's tenth on this list, yep. I'll give you Alan Hutton slash Craig Gordon. They both say nine million. I'll give you him instead of this guy. Right. So that means it's wrong. But it's not is according it? to transfer market. But why would you give us a question? I'm listening. Why Who would you it? give us it? I feel like being generous mm. to you. Who is it? Who to is Danny it? Van Bronckhorst. To Eight million, he was. 8.5 million. Yeah, that's nah, wrong. Hutton was more. But transfer market says it's Forget 13 million euros. Right, who did you give there? Bassi. Bassi. You want another one? Correct. The, yep. The most obvious one, surely Jota. Jota, well done. Mm-hmm. We'll get the rest of the answers and keep building up to the Scottish clubs in Europe next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon and Mark Wilson are here. If you're watching the live stream, 
My apologies uh, Usually I think there's like a screen that goes up during the break And you don't see us during the break I don't think that happened this time uh, And Gordon <laughs> Deal thought we were winding him up So he, started, he was being silly in the studio as you would expect um, But genuinely Everybody could see that <laughs> no, He could. wonders why he never no, gets invited it, on the telly Put it this way, like you, Gordon, <laughs> put it this way. <laughs> That's why I've, I've just had a, a, a text from my mum And all it is is five laughing emojis <laughs> So I, I've got a funny feeling People could see you during that break I can if they did I could only apologise. Ah, oh, I thought you I thought you were kidding on. No, I don't know what happened anyway. Uh, let's bring in Bobby, who's a Hibs fan. Bobby, are you confident? How are you feeling tonight? Do you know what I think? It, I think it's going to be really, really tough. Um, it's. I, I think with CERN, I think we rode our luck a week ago. I thought we got a great result at the the end. Um, maybe flattered us a wee bit, but. We also we were pretty ruthless um, in, in in getting the, the three goals. Um, I think do you know Hibs have been. <laughs> do you know I, I was I was on a couple of weeks ago and it was um, you you were obviously dissecting our loss in Andorra and I was like, look, it's fine. Oh, I remember it, yeah. Um, and it was, but we've been pretty disappointing in the league. Um, apart from the. The Swiss performance, do you know, it's, I don't know. I, I, I suppose it depends on which Hibs team turns up tonight. Um, I hope it's the one that turned up last Thursday. Um, the, I thought I thought the, the Dutch forward, I thought he was really good last week. And Adam Lafondra, who obviously isn't starting tonight, I think um, I've been surprisingly impressed with him. Do you know, I think that for someone of his age, you kind of wonder what you're getting. Um I noticed that tonight we're starting with both Johan and Martin Boyle. Mm-hmm. I hope Boyle's fit. Um, I think that's that's one of the things that when we we are really good at attacking with speed. So hopefully we can we can use that to, to exploit it. You know, it's it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough for Hearts as well. Well, here's the um, thing. Here's the thing, Bobby. I don't know if you want to hear this, but obviously Hibs are winning three one. Hearts are losing two one going into these, and these two, Wilson and DL next to me. Reckon that Hearts have got a better chance of going through. Is that a wild prediction from them, or is that Hibbs's unpredictability in a nutshell? No, I'm actually quite. If Gordon Dale's predicting it's going to be hard for Hibbs, um, happy. There's a fair chance. There's a, that, um, there's a fair chance we'll do okay. Well, um, I'll go on the evidence. I've been at your last two league games, and yeah, you've that, admitted no, that. That's, that's not the point, though. Like, three. How did we get to a scenario? Because I don't think you're alone. I'm not ridiculing hmm. you completely. How did we get to the scenario where a 2-1 deficit Is better than a 3-1 advantage uh, This reminds me of you saying it's easier to play against 11 men than 10 Well I meant it's harder to break down mm. 10 men than 11 <laughs> I, I'll rephrase that. that one I just think that um, I'm, I'm looking at Hibs at the back um, Defensively it's early in the season They've no points I, I, I totally agree with as a Bobby. I thought last uh, Thursday night, as spells, especially Joe Newell, I thought he was excellent. Played very well in the game, but also looked like they can, could concede goals at Easter Road. They're away from home. I just feel that if that team gets the first goal tonight, Hibs are in trouble. The incentive's massive, Bobby, isn't it? That Aston Villa, the John McGinn derby. Do you, do you know what? I, I do kind of agree. I, I do kind of agree with like what you're all saying about how did three how did three one become not as good as two one but you know since they've taken away goals it's kind of changed the, the dynamics and 
one one goal for for Hearts tonight, and it's it's level. And then you've got if they get that goal early, they've got eighty minutes. You know, to uh, Rosenberg are a very good team, I think. Um, maybe not the team that they were, but still a good standard. Whereas, like we lose an early goal, and suddenly it's yeah, we've still got a lead, but then we've got eighty minutes to defend um, against our. You know, I I thought that the Swiss team were were were, were good last week. I was. Well, I'll tell you what. I fancy Hibs tonight. Rosenborg have scored, and it does stand. I thought there was a bit of debate over that. That is a disastrous start for Hearts. Bobby might not be too concerned uh, with his Hibs hat on, but Hearts nil, Rosenborg won with only four minutes gone, and that is a bitter blow because that is obviously 3-1 on aggregate. How are you two feeling about your predictions? Mm, well, I, did, I did say Rosenberg scored. Hearts are still in it. I tell you the most disappointing thing about that is it's an outstanding save. save from the initial cross and header, an outstanding save, but it gets oh. another bite at the cherry to swivel and then volley it. And Clark almost saves that one, but a oh, disaster to start for Hearts. Yeah, Bobby, there we are. So now... Maybe maybe uh, Hibs are favourites to go through out of the two teams now. I had to mute the phone there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think Mark's actually got a point. Do you know what? Uh, see if you lost two one and then lost an away goal like three four years ago. Tie tie's pretty much over. Do you know you didn't score three? Whereas actually losing a goal, it it doesn't really. Ch- yeah, they need to score. They need to score two now to level it. Rather than yeah, I mean, God, what it, was you, keep keep them coming? What was your favourite old phrase? If you're going to concede, concede, concede early, early, but I mean that that's Aye. that's brutal, that isn't it, Gordon? That's a that's a terrible start for everything that we said about Tyne Castle and get it rocking and start fast and all that sort of stuff. And, and plus, even and do you know what? Because the patience thing, what, they could lose too here. Yeah, Rosenborg are in again, and they drag it wide. Even the patience thing goes out the window a bit. You know, it's not like it's nil nil, and you're you're fe- feeling your way in and think, okay, we only need that one to level it up. And what what it's certainly done for the, uh, Rosenberg is the confidence. As Mark rightly said, we're sitting here thinking this could even get worse now. It could be two, and he's just dragged it by the post. Uh, Hearts look like they've been shaken with that goal. They're a bit all over the place. They've got to get a bit of composure uh, and try and get. They're still in this tie, but that's a body. I think they need Andy Halliday on. Quite yeah, frankly. get the wig on. Um, that's a body blow for them. Any man who's got. Eight unbeat pundits got the composure for this stage, surely. Oh, yeah. come on, a calm head, certainly. Well, thank you, Bobby. Enjoy your night if you can, and hopefully, we'll hear from you, Hibs and Hearts fans, tomorrow. Uh, however, this plays out, but that is not a good start for Hearts at all. And Mark, initially as well, because it comes from the set piece, the cross saved by Xander Clark, and then forced home in the rebound. It's a really daft or, or sloppy foul from Frankie Kent, the new signing as well. There's a ball sort of bouncing up waist high. Kind of gets it all wrong, kicks the Rosenborg player, gives the free kick away. Doesn't really need to go for it, no. does he? It's the ball that's bouncing out towards the touchline. He missed times out. He catches the, the boy in the hip and you put yourself immediately under pressure. When you've, you've seen the delivery come in there, you must have studied the boy that's put it in the box, how good he is at set pieces if he's crossing a ball like that. So... Absolute disastrous, but as Bobby was saying there, the away goal rule now abolished. Hearts know they have to score two. They knew they had to score two at the start to go through, but now they still need to score two to keep it alive. I'll tell you what, it's a real low moment for your punditry careers here. You've mm. just I've just had a message from Hugh Keevens to say, how's their predictions looking? <laughs> from the guy who can't predict... <laughs> What 
Evening, uh, Hugh. Uh, I was going to say. Back to normal service on Saturday. Yeah. You can't predict the... Uh, you know. can't argue with Mr. Kevins. He's he, got he a spot no, on. We've got to take the criticism. Uh, anyway, Hart's looking to try and get back in this one and in the tie. It was, it was a possible mark in terms of the clock, certainly. And in fact, huge chance. Oh! oh hit the post. What I was, a glorious I was effort that, that was. I to go in for Kevins. <laughs> <laughs> and what's even more bizarre is Stephen Kingsley then fires one towards goal, which Frankie Kent decides to... Clear. Divert away mm. Yeah What an opportunity Actually Hearts kept that alive Quite well The ball's kind of Bouncing about in that box But Oda, whoever it is A wee bit of composure Then Oh, oh Off the inside so of the post Across the goalkeeper Off the inside of the post What about the rebound though I think Kingsley's efforts Looking not bad And Shanklin does well There to play Oda and Kent and clears it Kingsley does catch it well Oh <laughs> by the way It's gone in target I think Kingsley's defending Up the other end I've got to. I would. I would have probably tried to flick that. I think that he's. he's You're going to have to get it right though. Anyway, yeah. right quickly, um, on your teaser, looking for one, two, three, four more of the most expensive transfers out of Scotland according to transfer market. I've got one. Van, Van Dyke. <laughs> Do you get that off my list well, by no. any chance? Oh, like near my shoulder. Go on then. Quick. Uh, did we say Craig Gordon? Oh, well, no, he's not on it. As you know, on it. Well, you can have him. You can, ha- you can have him or Hutton as your number ten. Right. What did Edward go for? Well done, Edward. Yeah, yeah. Mm, how many do we need? Two. Two. Struggling. Both ex Celtic. <sighs> one currently in English Premier League. One probably a teammate of yours, maybe. Mark. Oh, Just oh. Um, no, maybe not. Wanyama. Yes. Oh, you, well done. Did you overlap with him? Yes, I did. Nah, big big guy. Next one, quick. Oh, I'm struggling now. Currently English Premier League with Brentford. Uh, oh, Ayer. No How much did Ayer go for? 13 million, I think. Did he? Yeah. What a deal that is. Good player, Christopher Ayer. Thank you. Celtic. Okay, hearts are behind. We wish them and Hibs the best. We'll see how it goes and we will react to it tomorrow. And it will be on to the League Cup group, uh, group stages, League Cup knockout games as well. We look forward to it. Thanks for joining us. We will be back. Simon Donnelly and Hugh Keevans, I think tomorrow is indeed. And remember, you can watch back, listen back, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the YouTube as well. Up next, Callum's got tunes from Sweet Female Attitude and Lewis Capaldi. We are back at six tomorrow.